welcome to part two. But that escalated really quickly. Today's episode was supposed to be a deep dive into allegations that there were 22 back lawsuits with regard to Tom Girardi of uh, Girardi Keese, the attorney whose case ended up in the Aaron Brockovich films, who we talked about last week, husband to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, also Erica Girardi. But so much has happened since last week's episode, most of it just in the last two days, that we have got to talk about what has happened. And we will we will do a deep dive, but we've got to do a deep dive into current shit because holy shit, it's a lot. We We just need to get into it. Hey there, this is Get Legit Law and Shit, and I'm Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer for online business. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, and I'm a former prosecutor. So yeah, I know some shit, and we're going to talk about the legal shit you need to know. But don't worry, this is not another boring business podcast. So let's get started. Last week I said... God, I hope some of this is not true. So much has changed since last week that I look back at last week and I'm like, oh, sweet child, (laughs) the innocence of youth. Winter is coming. In fact, winter is coming swiftly. And I laugh because I'm I'm shocked at what has happened. And I'm going to talk about what has happened in the last few days and talk about what I have found when I looked at this. I did not go back into the 22 back allegations that were in the Daily Breeze article from last week because so much has happened. But when I looked at LA County cases regarding Tom Girardi, I pulled 13 cases since 2017. Some have settled, some are still active. Plus, there's that federal case that's out there with regard to the Lion Air flight that we talked about last week. So let's just give a brief rundown of the outstanding cases and then get into what has happened in the last few days, because holy shit, it's so much like I'm shook and I'm horrified and I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to say at the moment. I'm shook and I'm a bit horrified. So there is an outstanding and pending 2017 case the plaintiff's last name is Fair, and that is another accounting fiduciary duty, breach of fiduciary duty with someone looking for funds that were supposed to come after a lawsuit. There is a 2019 breach of contract case that just resolved regarding um, Law Finance Group. The settlement was entered July 30th, 2019, so I guess not just just, but the payments have just been made somewhat recently. That was a $6 million judgment. It looks like it was an agreed upon judgment between the parties. There was a stipulated judgment in a legal malpractice suit for $11 million. That is a case that was filed in June of 2019. The plaintiff's name in that case is Rui Gomez. I think I'm pronouncing that properly. But that was, again, coming out of a class action suit where plaintiffs were seeking to be paid. Let's get into cases from 2020. In February 2020, Stidwell Madsen, who is a defendant in the federal case that's been filed because 
There was an allegation in that case that they might have had funds paid to them that was owed to the clients in the Lion Air crash, but there was then a motion to dismiss those defendants out of the case. But either way, Stillwell Madison has sued Girardi Keese and Thomas Girardi and was just issued on December 15th an attachment order, which we'll get into in a little bit. But that is a $5.8 million judgment. And Stillwell Madison is a lender for all intents and purposes <laughs> without getting into the whole whole backstory of that case because we got more to go. In May 2020, GS1 Group Inc. sued Tom Girardi for a breach of contract for $53,000. Um, that is regarding, it looks like, home security. And there was a motion in that case for a default judgment because it hadn't been responded to, but they didn't do it properly and they hadn't attempted service enough. So it looks like that case will be dismissed and refiled. It's pending a dismissal without prejudice, meaning it can be refiled, but it looks like that amount is still due and owing. There was another August 2020 case for breach of contract that is a very long list of plaintiffs that came out of what looks like is an Uber car accident, and that is still pending. There is a September 2020 filing for contract fraud in the $4 million range where another law office is suing Tom Girardi and Girardi Keys. The law office is a fin in that case. Then there is an October 28th, 2020 action with KCC Class Action Services, which is a class action lender for breach of contract. That is a $7.5 million case. A judgment was entered on that case on December 15th after a motion for summary judgment was granted. There is an October 29th case with plaintiff Sheldberg, Sheldberg, I think I pronounced that properly, against Girardi, Girardi Keys. That one's also against Erica Jane, Erica Girardi, and EJ Global. That is a legal malpractice case wherein a former client is alleging that they have not received their funds from their case. Then the November 3rd dissolution of marriage was filed by Erica Girardi against Tom Girardi. Then the December 2nd federal case with Edelson PC against um, Tom Girardi, Girardi Keese, Erica Jane et al. regarding the breach of contract in the Lion Air case that we talked about last week. Then a December 9th filing from another law office against Tom Girardi and Girardi Keese for contract fraud, similar to the Edelson case saying that we were entitled to be paid and weren't. Then another December 9th filing from Wells Fargo against Tom Girardi and Girardi Keese that you've probably seen reported on. That's for the default of a loan in the amount of $882,000. Then a December 14th filing against Girardi from Robert Keese. <laughs> right. Of Girardi Keese. Yep. Him and Robert Finnerty and others. I'll get into that in a minute. That's Regarding the business offices, it's an estimated $7.4 million property on Wilshire in Los Angeles, California. Then another December 14th filing from Mr. Keese to Robert Girardi. I mean, dear Mr. Girardi, from Mr. Keese, respectfully, you've breached our contract and you owe me $506,000. Please pay me. There are a lot of people coming after you for money. I would very much like mine. 
thinks. Those are the lawsuits that are currently, there might be others that are currently pending that were filed before 2017, but this is the group of things that have just toppled in the last few days. And the reason I say that is because that attachment order was issued and judgment was entered today. There were multiple lawsuit filings yesterday and then the federal court had an awful lot to say in the Lion Air case. This is coming from a Chicago Sun-Times article that I will link in the description and in the show notes. But a federal judge had a contempt hearing. Tom Girardi appeared by phone. His attorney appeared. And the judge froze his assets. Yes, froze his assets. And not just Tom Girardi's personal assets, but also the assets of Girardi Keys, which is why I think all of this, once we talk about everything that's here, I think it's all going to end up in a bankruptcy court to go into receivership so that all of these debts can be sorted out. But as of the recording of this episode, which is very late, thank you to Daniel, my wonderful editor, for getting this out for everybody. But the attorney for Tom Girardi advised the court, according to the Chicago Sun-Times article, that the firm had about $15,000 in operating funds. And it seems that they would not be able to pay the estimated $2 million that are owed to the clients in the Lion Air crash. It looks like those clients are each owed about $500,000 and have not been paid. The court said, essentially, this would be very easy to settle. Just pay the people the money. Where is the money? The attorney for Tom Girardi said, quote, I'd advise him to decline that, meaning the attorney is advising him not to answer the court's question, which is, where is the money? Like we've gotten into a show me the money situation in a lot of these cases, but particularly in the Lion Air federal case, the court was saying, why are we in court? You're obligated to pay your clients. Just tell me why they haven't been paid or that they have been paid or just pay them. And then it comes out according to this article that that's not going to happen and that Girardi is not able to pay the estimated $2 million to these clients. Oof. Oof. The judge said, quote, these are widows and orphans. Half a million dollars for any one of these families is a significant amount of money life-changing given the tragedy they went through. In addition to freezing the assets of Tom Girardi and his law firm, the judge also indicated that he planned to refer the matter to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and following that referral, federal prosecutors in Chicago asked the judge this Monday to give them and other law enforcement personnel access to sealed filings in the case. So the federal prosecutors have already said, we write it on we need access to all the documents, and filed a motion to unseal, well, not really unseal, filed a motion to give access to the government to sealed documents, saying we will put them in our custody, they will remain sealed, because there have been numerous documents filed in that case under seal, which means we cannot see them um, because they are protected and they are sealed by the court. But the government's filing, and this came from 
a Twitter account that pulled it, Ronald Richards, who is another attorney who has been tracking this over on Twitter, and I will link that below. He posted these documents on Twitter with the case number, and yes, I could go pull them, but they're already posted (laughs) for you on Twitter. And the government said that there is a January 23rd order that some of the settlement agreements involving minor children be filed under seal, completely appropriate, that there were filings from Edelson PC under seal, and that there's a December 11th filing from Tom Girardi under seal, which was a response to the verified motion to show cause. So there are a number of documents filed under seal. There's also a December 14th civil contempt um, proceeding, and the government's asking for all of those documents, etc. So the government prosecutors are now looking into whether this is also a criminal case. So when I say that shit has happened very quickly, shit has happened very quickly. That federal case was just filed by Edelson PC on December 2nd. It is December 15th, and we now have frozen assets for both the individual, Tom Girardi, and the law firm, but also what looks like the beginning of a criminal investigation into this. When I said, this is the tip of the iceberg, this is the tip of the iceberg. I don't think we are going to see the end of this. I think we are unfortunately going to see even more lawsuits filed now that we are seeing other creditors coming forward and other attorneys coming forward. I think this is not going to be the end of the suits that we see. And the fact that on the record, the attorney for Tom Girardi said that they are not able to pay the $2 million for those clients is is going to create kind of that scrambling of other clients. But also, we now have frozen assets, and his business office is involved in a lawsuit. He owns the property with a group of other attorneys, and that group of other attorneys includes Robert Keese. Robert Finnerty and Jill O'Callaghan. That is for the property on Wilshire. They held it in a partnership. Each of the partners I just named, Keith Finnerty and O'Callaghan, each allege that they own a 5.9% interest in that building. In their lawsuit that they just filed yesterday, it's alleged that they believed the building is worth $7.5 million. They believed the building was without any loans or liens on it, but then they discovered that there was a $7.4 million lien against the property owed um, to a bank called Nanobank, B-A-N-C. I've never heard of Nanobank. But also, that property also had an attachment order issued on it literally today, and that attachment order was issued in the Stillwell Madison loan repayment. And that property is attached to secure a $5.8 million judgment. So based on all of those things, there is a property alleged to be worth around $7.5 million with like a $7.4 million lien on it owed to a bank and now a $5.8 million attachment And that attachment is to that property and it can go to the things within the property, but it attaches the property. So now this property has a lawsuit with uh, the property owners who were in a partnership with Tom Girardi. The bank 
and this other lawsuit with Stowell Madison. So this property is multiply encumbered and will clearly be sold, which is why I said I think that this is all going to end up in a bankruptcy court or receivership so that it all can be, so that everything can be sold out and parsed because $7.5 million is not going to pay off all of the investors plus the $7.4 million loan plus the $5.8 million loan. The money just isn't going to work that way. Not to mention there's also an outstanding $11 million judgment, an outstanding $6 million judgment, a outstanding $7.5 million judgment in the KCC class action case, plus this alleged $2 million in the federal case, plus more. The um, other attorney who I mentioned was doing some napkin math on this, and his estimate was that there is about $30 million outstanding in liquidated claims. In the underlying lawsuit, for the Lion Air case that we talked about last week. Do you remember me mentioning that there was a $20 million loan from Tom Girardi's law firm to Erica Jane's company? That is going to play into this as well. Some of these suits do have her named, but I imagine if this all goes into receivership, that that $20 million loan will for sure come into question. But y'all, this is a hot fucking steaming mess of litigation. Tom Girardi's 81 years old. We know from the other lawsuit that the law firm is winding up, but let's get into what his business partner is suing him for. So his former business partner, Robert Keese, is suing him in two lawsuits that were filed yesterday. One is over that Wilshire location with the three partners owning 5.9% interest in that property that they believe was unencumbered by liens and now is encumbered by a lien and attached for the securing of a lawsuit judgment. Then Robert Keese individually sued Tom Girardi because Girardi owes him allegedly $506,000 in retained earnings. It sounds like from everything I've read in that suit that when Keese retired, there were earnings coming to him from cases that were settled, work that he had done, and that those were held in a trust that he knew as of August 2020 that those funds were held in a trust and that he was supposed to be receiving payments every two weeks for over $8,000, every two weeks, and that he was supposed to receive that for up to 10 years to pay out the $554,000 that he was owed in retained earnings and that he had five payments made between August and November, which is not quite, I mean, it's, it's five payments. It's like two in August, two in September and one in November, and then no other payments were made. So there is 506,000 outstanding to Robert Keese, which I would imagine Emily speculation is probably part of what he intended when he retired and that he knew was still coming. And then all of a sudden that money, it looks like, is also the way of all the rest of the money, which is literally where did the money go? And that is going to be a very big question. And I imagine people are going to start looking at every episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, looking at the things that Erica Jane has shown, has shown on the show, cars, planes, clothes, jewelry, anything. I imagine that anything will be used. And I wonder, 
I wonder if Bravo has been served with like notices to preserve all of the cut footage from the show regarding her. Like, we need everything. We want to see what's been said, what's coming up. Somewhere there are lawyers trying to get their hands, I'm sure, on footage of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I would volunteer as tribute. Like, <laughs> I, I feel horribly if Erica didn't know that this was going on. I can't imagine what overwhelm and shock this would be if she did not know that this is what was going down. So I feel bad laughing, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, when we get pop culture meets lawsuits, like I'll watch all the episodes and and highlight and be like, oh, she's talking about the Cartier Jaguar ring and she spent this much on their trip to China. Somebody's going to be doing that, you know, but I really enjoy breaking it down for y'all. But you guys, I was looking at this last night. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is filming like now. Season 11 is filming now. I don't know how that's going to go because so much is happening and it will be very interesting to see what is or is not reflected in the show given how much shit is happening with her life right now. I, I, I have a very bad feeling about all of this. I think that this will end up in a bankruptcy court and all of the litigations will be pulled into that court. All of the litigations where money is outstanding will be pulled into bankruptcy to be dealt with there and parsed out there. I imagine it will freeze the divorce case as well. Tom Jordy did respond in the divorce case and say that he wanted the court to not issue spousal support and to issue his attorney's fees, which was an interesting request. But I don't know if spousal support's even going to be an issue when we get to the bottom of this crater of litigation. And while some of these cases are still pending, a lot of these cases are active judgments. Again, there is a, from what I gathered just from LA County, there is an outstanding $6 million judgment, $11 million judgment, $5.8 million judgment, $7.5 million judgment. And then we know the judge in the lion's Air case is like, okay, well, it's $2 million. You had the settlement funds. Why aren't they being paid? And then the other alleged um, amounts, including the property, including the payment to the law firm partner, including the $882,000 from Wells Fargo, and, 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 and the $53,000 to the security company, and the $4 million to the other law office, that law office of Finn. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like the known judgments are a lot. And then the pending judgments are a lot. And if the attorney is saying in federal court, the law firm has $15,000 in operating funds, essentially, or $15,000 in, in liquid assets, and then can't pay that $2 million, what happens to all the other millions? Because it's a lot of millions. Well, we We just rattled off a lot of millions up in here. I don't have a good feeling about this at all. I I don't. And and that lawsuit, the Lions Air lawsuit with the funding the opulent lifestyle and stuff, I was like, God, I really hope that this money is not, you know, that this money that's supposed to be paying paid isn't going in a $20 million loan to Erica's company. But it looks like that's a real possibility here. And it's just heartbreaking for the people who relied on this firm and this firm's reputation to secure a judgment for them 
to secure settlements for them after something tragic had happened in their lives because this is a firm that does toxic torts, which are people injured in cases like the Aaron Brockovich case in toxic environments and toxic work environments that harm, damage, and or kill. And then people in these large injury cases like the plane crash, and there are other injury cases as well, and they've gone through something horrible. Money doesn't ever bring somebody back. It never makes you all the way whole, but it's at least something that you take away. And to have that taken away too by the person that you trusted to represent you is so fucking gross. It just absolutely hurts my heart, which again is why I really hope that Erica didn't know. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't imagine standing by while this is what's happening to fund your lifestyle and then putting out a song called expensive and flaunting the amount of money that you have. And some of her taglines in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are going to age like milk. It's, you know, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash and it's expensive to be me. Like all of this in light of potentially where this money is coming from turns your stomach because you're like, oh no. Again, if you want to earn that money and spend that money like a fucking baller, do it. But not but not with the amount of debt that's sitting out here looking like this firm was operating on take the next settlement to pay off the last settlement, this kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul situation where you're just kind of one behind and you're always one behind. And it feels like the the house of cards is crumbling at this point. And yes, we can very much end up in a situation where all of their personal assets are sold off to deal with this, or at least most, which is why I think this could end up in bankruptcy. And what can happen if it ends up in a bankruptcy court is that all the pending litigations get swooped into the bankruptcy court. So there aren't individual trials and there aren't individual cases playing out. They all get pulled into the bankruptcy court and settled so that all the money can be settled. Sometimes that will be used as a shield so that litigations don't go through in the public eye. That is what a lot of people said about the Boy Scout of America bankruptcy. I have an episode of the podcast on that, but it does pull all pending litigations into one so that they can be sorted. I I really think or receivership is going to have to be what happens here because I don't know how you have courts fighting over the same money and not knowing who's getting what. I think it's all just going to have to be in one place. I've probably said that repeatedly. I'm When I started pulling this together and I say I was shocked I'm still shocked. It is so much. I didn't think we'd see a criminal investigation, but I imagine after the judge learned that the money's just not there, that the attorney for Tom Girardi said he can't pay the $2 million out to the victims. The court was like, oh yeah, um, we're going to say fuck that and we're going to go forward. I mean, not touching client funds is literally one of the most basic and fundamental principles of law. You just, you don't ever use it for personal use. It always goes into a client trust account and then out to the clients that it's, it's, it's basic. It's beyond basic. It's, it's the, the very beginning of law school. It is what everybody says. If you're ever going to get in trouble with the bar as an attorney, it's going to be for money stuff and it's going to be for client money stuff. It is 
it's it's that basic. It's one of the, the finite rules. Oi. And I really, I just don't know where we go from here with this. I guess we'll see. We'll see what the criminal investigation looks like. And if he is indicted for criminal charges, which I, I can see happening. I mean, they're already like, give us the documents. Let's see what's going on. If there will be more of that, I don't know. But we're going to end up with a lot of creditors fighting over whatever assets they can get. And we're going to, at some point, have to end up with a liquidation of assets because we know that the building owned by the firm is attached and has liens on it. And we know that there are at least these $6 million, $5.8 million, $11 million, and $7.5 million, and then the $2 million from federal court outstanding. So the money's going to have to come from somewhere. And there is going to be a financial reckoning that is going to be very, very large. And it's playing out right now. All well, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is taping. I, I just, I've not seen anything like this. Even the Judice stuff, when they ended up going to both individually went to prison for different levels of mortgage fraud, wasn't this level. This is on another level. When I say I had to make a chart to keep track of just the lawsuits since 2017, I had to make a chart to try to figure out all of these different lawsuits and figure out how much was owed, what was outstanding, what um, had settled, what hadn't settled. I was also shocked when I looked at the State Bar of California and didn't see any bar disciplinary actions. I don't know if some of these older suits have come up to the bar if there has been bar complaints made, I imagine by the time you decide to sue an attorney, you've made a bar complaint. I don't know why there's nothing on the bar record, but there is nothing when you look at the California State Bar for Tom Girardi. I mean, just absolutely nothing. He was admitted to the bar in 1965 and nothing else. And I, I'm really curious as to how that is given how many of these suits there are now. And I can't imagine bar complaints didn't come with each of them. And especially with regard to the 2019 case that was for legal malpractice that was settled for $11 million. I, I just, I don't know how there's nothing there. And I don't know if I'll find out, but we're, st- we're going to ask the questions and we're going to try to figure it out. But I'm very curious how that's happened, especially in light of that article from the Daily Breeze that we talked about last week with the 22 alleged lawsuits since the 90s. And I'm sure not all of those went forward. Lawsuits do get dismissed. Lawsuits also settle out of court and get dismissed. But that's a lot. And assuming that before somebody sues an attorney, they're going to make a bar complaint, that's a, it's a lot. And I'm very curious. I don't have an answer yet if I come up with an answer (laughs) or if somebody comes up with an answer, I'll be sure to let you know. I I just, I I don't, I don't like this. You guys, I don't like this at all. I, I worry for the way that this is going to go, but it is, it's a, when I say it's a financial crater, this is a, a crater and I don't know how 
you come back from this. I mean, obviously at 81, Tom is not going to continue practicing law. I imagine at this point he actively retires. We know from the federal suit, his firm's going into receivership. I imagine everything's going to be sold to deal with this. I, I don't see any other way. And I hope that at the end of the day, the clients get their money first. I imagine that's what a bankruptcy court would do. The clients get their money first. The creditors and secured creditors get their money next. And we're going to see what happens. I I also feel for Erica in this because I don't know if she knew. And I don't know if you would know or if or if he would tell her that this is what was going on, that he was kind of in this house of cards game playing one suit to the next to the next. Or if it's just, hey, we got this like $7 billion Pfizer settlement and I get 30% of that and we've got all the money in the world and it's all good. I don't know. I don't know what she knew. And I can imagine if she knew, I have a whole different opinion. So I'm reserving that going with maybe she was really unaware that this was happening. Because I imagine if somebody says, if your spouse says, I got a $7 billion judgment, don't worry, we're good. And the money spends that maybe you just really don't know. Though once this started tumbling, maybe that's where the divorce filing came from with a, I literally can't do this anymore. And I had no idea. And now it's everywhere. But again, we have lawsuits filed two in 2019 that are pretty big. I mean, the one $11 million suit with the stipulated judgment is a pretty big suit, again, of clients saying they didn't get paid. But then in 2020, there have been 10 lawsuits filed. But some of those were filed after the divorce filing, which came in November. So the beginning of November was the divorce filing. And since then, there have been one, two, three, four, five more lawsuits filed. So five before the divorce filing, five after the divorce filing. But the divorce filing happened right around the time of the lawsuit being filed in the Lion Air case. And that's the lawsuit that's alleging that the dissolution of marriage is to try to hide assets. I, I, I don't think there's any hiding of anything going on. And now the assets are frozen. So we will just see what happens. Y'all, I am, I am, I am shook over this one. It's so much. We're going to have to do a deep dive into the back stuff, but there is a, there is definitely a pattern of, of things not being paid in these suits for sure. And, and the reason I don't say all alleged is because some of these have judgments in them. So they're not all alleged. Some of them have judgments in them. Oh, you guys, this is so much stuff. I guess we're going to see where it goes from here, right? It, it, ew. It's expensive to be in this many lawsuits. That's for damn sure. And since we're still in the middle of a pandemic, still, I know. I'm exhausted too. It's been, I'm exhausted too. But we're going to raise a glass. May your Wi Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one. Thanks for sticking around for today's episode. For episodes like this and conversations like this, come join us in the Facebook community. 
The Get Legit community is where we discuss the episodes, where I answer your questions, and we have an opportunity to take a deeper dive in a respectful, conversational environment. The Get Legit community is on Facebook. There's a link down below, or you can go to getlegitlive.com. I'll see you on the inside. Bye.